one. Community members, welcome to the Community Hotline, presented by 88 Real Estate Media, for the community, by the community. Today we have community member Mina. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi everyone, uh, my name is Mina Yasuda. I am in mortgage, I know, very exciting in the local Orange and LA County area. <laughs> awesome, thank you for joining us today. Um, let me ask you, so let me tell you the rules real quick for the hotline. Um, it's the kid-friendly show. There is no cursing. If you do curse, you will get a first strike. Uh, <laughs> twice, you'll get a second strike uh, and three strikes, and you are out. Um, so far, we haven't had to do that to anybody yet, uh, but just wanted to let you know rules of the game. Um, let's dive into the first topic then, which is money. So what is money? Where does it come from? How do you make it? Why don't they teach it in school? So I'm not going to talk about the, I guess, the in-depth actual printing of money and how everything works in that aspect, because I think we'll be here for hours. But money, so are you asking more so personal experience, I guess, just random um, general thoughts? Yeah, let's say you're, uh, let's say you had a, like a little, uh, let's say you were volunteering at a high school and a little high school kid came up to you and was like, uh, Mrs. Mina, what is money? <laughs> so I guess money will allow you to buy services, products. That's a very actual service level definition of money. But I think, I guess the note that I would want to make regarding money for the younger generation coming in and what I wish I knew a lot early on is just in general what money can do for you if you plan and actually plan out what you want to do in life in general correctly and so i think too many people think of money as money comes in and then it goes out money comes in it goes out but then that's not the only way that money should be used and so i think that general perception of money, I wish I learned a lot earlier on rather than, you know, way later down the line that I had to learn on my own. And like you mentioned, I mean, schools don't really teach the value of money and the different, I guess, aspects of the financial industry in which you can utilize your money to the fullest. Right, 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 right. So has your, is your understanding of money when you were younger, where, where did you get your information from? Was it from your parents? Was it from the internet? Was it from people at school? Growing up, I mean, as a kid, it would be from my mom, but, um, and my mom was a big saver, but we didn't grow up like, you know, extremely well in any way. Like I heard a lot of times the, you know, we can't afford this or that and that kind of thing. Right. And so for me, like growing up, money was just one of those things where pays the bills. But then at the same time, my mom would always emphasize the importance of saving. But then the interesting thing is the saving portion, there's so many better ways to save money that I wasn't really aware of as a kid. I just thought you just throw it into a bank and that's all we do. And so that's kind of, I guess, my idea of money as a kid. That's not, that's not a way of saving. Throw it in the bank, throw it under the piggy bank, throw it in the bank. <laughs> that's not, it's not, a, it's not a good way to save your money. That's one plan. I mean, that's the important part with emergency savings, right? I mean, you just need money that's accessible. You can pull it out of a piggy bank or from the bank right away. Right. And so that's what adults would call liquid cash, meaning you can access it right away. But 
I think I guess the different vehicles I'm thinking of more so like the whole idea of investing and that kind of thing. Like the word investing was so confusing to me. I was like, what the heck does that even mean? Like, what does it mean to have your money grow for you? Like literally it made no sense to me until way later down in life. And so I think on um, that kind of aspect of it, I would encourage, I guess, the education system in general to start educating kids on that a lot early on because it can be actually a pretty simple concept, but you know, we just don't understand it until we get to the point where we're like, oh, wow, we are adults now. What do we do? Got I don't think adults that way, by the way. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, uh, what, 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 when, what, what was the def defining moment in your life when, you, when, you're, when your understanding of money had changed? So it would be for me um, when I entered the industry I'm in now. So as a mortgage advisor, I'm analyzing and reviewing everybody's finances and determining what they would qualify for or what program would fit with them for a mortgage right but and mortgages are a loan to buy a home and so in order to qualify for a mortgage you need to i need to review everything credit debts income um you know just the past history of all of it and so when getting into the industry and at the time i was still going to college when i entered mortgage industry and so being around like yeah like a 19 year old starting to work on these loan files i'm becoming a lot more keen to, okay, like how families are doing their finances and the big disparity in which, you know, I guess how much savings a certain family should have or shouldn't have. And I guess as a kid, again, the whole naiveness of, oh, I'm sure every family has some emergency savings or every family has this, but then you realize, or I came to realize during that time that like, that's really not the case. And so it just made me a lot more aware of where my finances were at the time and where I wanted mine to be at that point in time and just start becoming a little bit more analytical with planning all that out. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, so basically when you got into the industry of money and finance, you basically learned all the secrets and the tricks, right? <laughs> I wish I could confidently tell you I know all of the secrets, but I will say, I mean, I definitely... Um, being in the industry and to do well at my job, I do need to research up and actually be knowledgeable in a lot of aspects of finance. I will say, I think I know more than the average person, but yeah, I wish I could confidently tell you, I know all the secrets, but then I would be a millionaire and I would be like, Warren Buffett, get out of here. Got it. You, you have a money tip for the kids listening? Money tip for the kids listening? I would say start to do research, like if you're curious about money, and I'm sure with a lot of kids, their goal is to own the mansion and own the cars and things like that. And so if that really is the goal and you are curious about how the whole idea of make your money work for you works, then I just encourage you to reach out and actually do some research to try to understand that topic. And fortunately, I mean, in a very technologically driven Society that we're in all the information is available to us and so i would just yeah recommend to actually take action and be intentional with trying to learn more about it so shortened version of that is just do a google search is what you're saying right exactly that's why you're here bobby help me out with shortening out my blabber <laughs> you heard it here folks mina wise advice for the money tip just google it you know i'm just imagining a meme like all these people asking for help, Google it. Google it. <laughs> what? How about this? Let's get more. Let's get more in depth. Then, uh, if you were to start back in high school, let's say a kid just turned eighteen, right? Um, 
and then they uh they got what is that word i'm looking for in indenuated indenuated basically they got a lot of credit cards coming at them as soon as they turn 18 there's like 10 15 credit cards they get in the mail uh what what is like the, th the three month plan if that was you at 18 how would you build wealth should they use those credit cards should they leverage that or or what should well, they, what should first they off i don't think i mean with credit cards you do need to apply for them so you might get offers in the mail but you need to apply for them in order to obtain that credit but um what i would say as a tip if you've never used a credit card before there's two very bad like completely two different spectrum opinions regarding or surrounding credit cards and one aspect of it some people are like credit cards are bad never use them don't ever get into credit cards it will be the death of you and then the other side is the extreme of using it too much and acting like that credit line that you're being offered is money that you have which that's not the case either and so i guess my recommendation would be if you're going to be getting credit cards and you should get credit cards by the way because one of the big aspects of determining your credit score, which I'm sure you've at least heard some aspects about that, and the credit score, in order for it to go up, they're gonna take into account the average amount of years that you've owned your credit. And so that means that if you started having a credit card, that means you know, you're starting your credit history and you're showing the bureaus that you're a responsible credit user. And the bureaus are the people who actually determine what score you're gonna get. Mm. And so if you started at a much earlier age, then a lot sooner, you know, if you start at 18 and then you hit 25, for example, you're going to have a lot more of a credit history compared to 23, 25, that's only two years. And so your credit score is not going to be as good. So I guess simplifying it, definitely get a credit card, but make sure only use what you have pay, like only use the amount that you can pay off every month. The important thing is to begin using the credit, but you don't have to use, and I encourage you not to use all the way up to the max limit you're being offered. Just think of it more of a strategic vehicle to start building credit. So how I started using my credit card when I first got a credit card, like around, yeah, like maybe just when I entered college was I designated it for boba, literally. I mean, I would buy boba and whenever I buy boba, I mean, typically before I would charge on a debit card, but then now I would take that credit card that I got and pay for the boba. And so I felt comfortable that way because I'm like, I know exactly where my money is going every month with this credit card. And I was nervous about getting a credit card, but it's helpful to at least get your foot started or in the door, I guess, of earning credit and having credit history if you can designate it for one expense. Got it. Got it. What if your local boba shop was uh, offering a credit card? Sign up for a credit card today. Get 10% off your boba. Boba shop. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, I mean, um, I, I don't think, but who knows? You know what? anything can happen but yeah if boba shops are offering a credit card i mean again if you have a credit card already you know i don't think it's necessary to have a boba specific boba shop specific credit card because typically those kind of like retailer credit cards like nordstrom uh, american eagle all these different retailers have their credit cards that give you additional benefits but just be careful of those because typically their interest rates are higher than the average you know just a normal bank Got it. Love it. Thank you for the money tips. Let's move on. Education. Tell us, who were you in high school? Who was I? I was the typical ASB kid. Um, and what that is, is the you know student council kind of, I was a publicity, 
I love drawing and things like that. And so I did that. I played a lot of sports in high school, volleyball, um, soccer, track. So very much a lot more athletic in high school. But I guess that kind of explains who I am. What do you think, Bob? Yeah, I mean, so you're a part of the, the student body, right? You, were, you said you're, you're the publicist of the student body. Um, and then you're an athlete, right? It's pretty much general. If you could go back in time, then would you, would you change anything? Uh, I don't think I would. I mean, high school in general for anybody is time in which you feel very awkward, insecure and all that. And I felt all of that. But I mean, honestly, I had great people in my life that are still in my life now. I'm grateful that even though there's some not so fun moments in high school, as everybody does, right. I think I had a really good high school experience in general. Okay. What would you say is your best high school experience? Hmm. That's a hard one. Gosh, the one that I thought I was very, very nerdy. No, say more fun. Thing that came to your head. Oh, let's hear it. Okay, so I thought it too, but yeah, the nerdy one would be I was the typical Asian. I was really good at math and I'm still pretty good at, at math. I'm good with numbers, but yeah, I took AP Calc and I really was nervous about that AP test and I got for anyone who like took the test around that time, I got four out of five and I was pumped. And then I think the funnest kind of more fun memory would be when I, we did like a dance for like the homecoming uh, top 30 dance thing. And so that was actually fun. And okay. so, yeah. Okay. What, uh, I guess um, in your, in your kind of educational career, you know, do you, do you think, uh it's worth it to go to college you know what would you say to like you know the people who are like i don't want to go to college or the kids who are like why am i how is calculus going to help me in real life you know what's the point um thoughts on that yeah so i wouldn't i think it depends on the individual and for me like i don't regret going to college in any way and i was really fortunate i got like some grants and so i didn't have to go into too much student loan debt in order to go to college and I actually picked the school I went to specifically for the reason that they offered more money. And so that's where I would be a lot more strategic with it because it's important. Like if you're going into getting a degree and you don't think too much about the long-term aspects of it, but then you're gonna be going out of state, getting into hundreds and thousands of dollars of student loan debt. Again, depending on the industry, that could be very much well worth it. But some people just wanna go for the college experience without really too much of, I guess, planning or even really thinking deeply about the career aspect and what the money earning potential will be after the fact. Right. And so I would weigh all those factors in when de deciding which school you're going to go to, because I'm a firm believer that the school you go to is not going to determine how well you do in the future. That I could say for certain. There's a reason why the people who are ruling this world and who has all these amazing companies and built that, they didn't have like a crazy college degree from, you know, like, X, Y, and Z school, which feels so important in high school to go to that recognizable college. And even in college to say you're gonna work for this recognizable company and employer. But I think, yeah, like now that I'm here, I'm realizing more and more, that's not the important part at all. As long as you have a certain drive in what you wanna do, I would say that if you are already confident enough about whatever that is, then in that case, then you don't have to technically get your degree somewhere in order to, you know, prove anyone anything. 
I love that. I love that. So you're telling us that when you were in high school, you thought about all those different aspects, like being strategic and planning and all that, or? So the only thing I thought about, again, I think just because <laughs> of how I grew up with the whole money aspect of saving and can't afford that. Like I wanted to go to NYU, but then I just couldn't even apply there because it would, would be way too expensive. My parents can't afford it. And so, you know, all those things were going through in my head, but that's the thing, right? I mean, yeah. Do Wait, you, what? Do you regret that? Do I regret not going to NYU? Not applying for NYU? Oh, no, not at all. I'm I'm like very happy with where I am now. Yeah. I mean, like everything happens for a reason. That's the crazy thing. I even think about initially I was debating between UC Santa Barbara and UC Irvine. And then I'm just imagining like, wow, I wonder what I would be doing right now if I went to UC Santa Barbara. It would be a completely different you know, life, friends, everything. And so I'm very happy with the way everything played out. But yeah, I think in high school, definitely not. No, I was not, I, I don't know everything I know now in high school, 18 year old or 17 year old Mina knew nothing, just why to pass the AP exam as we could tell now. But um, yeah, I would just encourage anyone who happens to come across this kind of video or content, like think a little deeper into what, getting into that that will be like in the long run yeah because you could get a great college experience where maybe it's instead of uc school it's a cal state school and that's actually a lot cheaper than the uc schools for example like all those aspects will play a big part because i think the college experience the number one thing that it taught me it taught me about leadership and actual networking communication through all the different i guess organizations i was affiliated with in college Trust me, like what I learned in the classroom, I don't think it's very important. <laughs> and I don't think it's really determining what I'm like doing now every day with work and things like that. But one thing that you can't really learn from books is the experience of meeting all these new people. And so I think college experience can be very important to anyone's personal growth, but just be a little bit more strategic about making sure you're not just picking a school just to pick a school, actually look at the backgrounds of, I guess, how much that's going to cost you in the long run. Got it, got it, okay. What would you say your highest ambition in life is? Ambition in life? Ooh, I that's a tough one. My biggest ambition in life, I realized something recently of, um, yeah, like with, within my company, um, I'm very fortunate where a lot of clients that I work with in the past, um, I still keep in communication with. So like business wise, it's been very, very good. And a lot of clients have been coming back over to me. And so my boss was talking to me about how, oh, like you could be doing X, Y, and Z and making this much money every month, blah, blah, blah. But then the interesting thing is when he said that number aloud, which anyone would be, I guess, in the whole grand scheme of things, should be very excited about those numbers like genuinely like not even trying to i can't curse but i don't know if do acronyms count as cursing you get three strikes i mean you can use BS? huh so i'm not bsing you is what i was gonna say but not bsing you in any way but genuinely yeah like that monetary number of how much income potential like did not really excite me and so that's when I realized actually, like genuinely, I think my ambition in life, I just want to be doing something where I'm helping someone, like at least providing value to somebody. What was that number? Why are you going to tease everyone saying like some big number? And then you're like, oh yeah, da 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 da. 
I guess it, it's hard to understand like the different numbers unless you're in um the different industries. But yeah, like okay, like let's say like forty grand a month, blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay. But then yeah, again, like I that's when I realized like my fulfillment level is not determined by how much money I'm making. I'm like, of course, if it leads to that, that's great. But at the same time, like literally, like in that moment, that didn't excite me in any way. Mm. But what it does excite me is when I get off the phone with the client or a Zoom meeting or in-person meeting, and then they leave feeling like they gained a whole set of knowledge that they didn't think they had before. You know, that that feeling I would do over like tenfolds over I guess that monetary number that the my boss is mentioning. But you still haven't mentioned what your biggest ambition is. Is it just helping people? Is that what you're I just want yeah like literally my biggest ambition is to build something on my own where hopefully I can I guess to build a company basically whether it be in mortgage I don't know but it's one of those things where I just want to make sure I'm providing value to a lot of people and figuring out how to scale that and how to, I guess, hire the right people and finding the right people to grow that value proposition with that's helping somebody. And so I am very passionate about finances. And so if I had to pick my biggest ambition, it would be to have some kind of platform or some kind of idea in which I could help a lot, of, a lot more people manage their finances correctly from a much earlier age. Got it. I love it. I love it. Cool. Let's move on to our last topic, which is entertainment. Let's start off on a light note first. What have you been doing to entertain yourself during this COVID-19? Yes. So luckily, I mean, without the commute times of anything, I mean, I'm working from home. I have now come to realize and remember that I have hobbies outside of mortgage and work, which trust me for a little while there, I was just really consumed with work and super busy. So that's all I was thinking about every day. And so with the extra time I have, and now I can't go out or anything, it, in a way, the very small silver lining, I was able to, yeah, just rediscover my hobbies, which is playing guitar. And I've been playing soccer a lot. Nice. I love it. Playing guitar. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I went all in. I like bought a new guitar. Um, I haven't, I've been eyeing that guitar for like 10 years too. And so I finally pulled the trigger on it. So it's been a lot of fun. Nice, nice. I love it. I love it. Okay. So uh, kind of entertainment wise, um, I know a lot of people are always, um, I guess this kind of intertwines between entertainment and education, but I think a lot of kids these days, they struggle with, uh, with dating. You know, I think it's different than um, when our parents grew up. I mean, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, with the whole like online dating and then ghosting and all this, you know, what what has your experience been like? What was dating like for you in college and in high school? So, I am not too keen on the dating um, scene in high school, college, that kind of thing. I mean, I've been with the same guy now since high school junior year and so i've never really dated much at all i mean before him in high school i had another boyfriend but maybe three months and then yeah after that it's been same guy never dated elsewhere so from what my friends tell me though it seems like a very very difficult place to be in with all the applications <laughs> okay well then well then since you've been in a long-term relationship then how do you, you know, how do you keep the spark alive? You know, what would you say to other other people who've been in a long-term relationship since high school? 
you know, what, what are the struggles and like, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, with any couple, I think even whether it's seven, nine, 10, what, or even one year, I mean, some couples experience it a lot earlier on, but to keep that, I think it's just a matter of making sure you're still constantly thinking about different things you can do for the other individual to make them happy and smile and actually having the feeling of wanting to do that. Because people always talk about the honeymoon stage and I get it, I get the aspect of it, but I really don't think that should be the excuse of why someone doesn't do anything for another individual anymore or the other way around. It has to be coming from both sides and it has to also come from a place of wanting to do that. And I think, you know, maybe I'm a romantic, like a romantic at heart, but I do genuinely believe that with the right person, you're gonna have that feeling of wanting to do something for that person. Mm -hmm. um, even though a lot of time has passed and your quote unquote, you know, honeymoon stage has ended. Got it. Do you feel like in the future, um, women are gonna step up to the plate and start asking guys out and, um, and asking them to get married? Uh, do you ever see that happening? What are your thoughts on that? I actually have, I think, I mean, I've heard that it's been happening more and more lately, but I don't know. It's kind of interesting because I think about me, for example, and I'm very much, you know, like I could do everything on my own. I'm very independent and, you know, like, oh yeah, girls, girl power. Like I'm, you know, I'm all about that. But then at the same time, it's interesting how when it comes to dating or when it comes to um, engagements and things like that. I'm weirdly old fashioned in a way where I would like the guy to take the initiative on it. Because part of, I think what a lot of girls will find guys attractive for is having confidence, right? And that's definitely one for me too. And so I think when a guy is gonna go up to you and ask you out and not in like a creepy, like girl, let me dance with you or like just grinding up on a girl at a club without even asking, not like that, but then to have the guts and courage to go up to a girl and let her know like, hey, I'm so sorry to bother you, but I just thought you were really beautiful. I love your smile. Um, do you wanna dance with me? Like, or even just making that comment. I promise you, I promise you for the right girl who is, logical thinking like i think she would respect the crap out of that you're gonna play a <laughs> play a chord there you guys go yeah, yeah. i genuinely believe it though i'm i'm like honestly like yeah i think the confidence part is what girls are drawn to and so i think i guess going back to your question culturally yes i think it will increase the amount of girls asking the guys out but at the same time i think Generally, a lot of girls like the confidence aspect, and I think it shows a lot when you have the guts to ask a girl out. I love it. I love it. I wasn't laughing at you. I was just, you know. I'm used I, to you laughing at me, so it's okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I like, I like that you were able to to say that to the to the audience, you know, because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of awkwardness, you know, with guys. I think it's kind of difficult to be a guy right now. Um, you know, with the whole like Me Too movement and like yeah, all this consent. And a lot of guys, you know, they don't really know that line between, you know, confidence and then pushy. Uh, but I mean, I, yeah. I, I no, I, I could see how it's really difficult too. Um, but yeah, I think it's just trying to find that perfect medium between confidence and then also common sense. Like, don't be the guy who's like, hi, hey, hello. Do you get my messages? Why aren't you replying? Hello. Like, get the miss, <laughs> just get the hint, get the message. 
logically speaking, step yourself out of it. If you're watching another dude do that to your like friend that's a girl, wouldn't you think like, oh man, that guy's got to chill. He's not getting the hint. You know, like you just got to find that perfect balance between that. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree 100%. I, I it's hard, I get, but. Yeah, okay. I, I love that. Do you think more women at that point should say that? Be like, look, this is a hint. I'm not interested. I guess so. I would say, it, I guess it depends on the situation. I mean, if a random dude in a different country is messaging you on Facebook and constantly hounding you with messages, I don't think the girl owes it to anyone to have to tell them like, hey, like, stop messaging me get the hint because it's like get the hint from the fact that we're not even friends we have no mutual friends we're not in the same country so i think you know in that situation i don't think girls have to be obligated to have to reply to that and let them know of that but i do agree that you know for a lot of other situations where maybe you know the guy's kind of getting friend zoned or maybe he thought it was going somewhere and i have seen even within my friend groups of girls leading a guy on in a way because they like the attention which wow. is so messed up and it's so frustrating and it, i get frustrated whenever i have to hear about it but um yeah like things like that i think definitely girls have to get over it and let them know you're not interested in them in that way and so they can move on because maybe you know the girl's the one who keeps constantly throwing in a couple of flakes of Oh, a potential romantic connection and then being like oh no we're just friends like that's the girl's fault too okay i love it take responsibility great 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 got it what uh what uh just to kind of wrap it up now what are um what is one piece of life advice that you have for the youth life advice life advice wise i guess Man, we talked about so many different topics. My mind tends to gravitate toward one particular topic. Would that be okay or does it have to be general? Yeah, which, is it? which is it? What's the topic? Well, I guess life advice wise, when it comes to it, I guess this is actually a life advice. I think when it comes to picking what you want to do in life, career wise or whatever it might be, I just highly recommend when it comes to it, and it ties into the whole financial aspect of it too, but don't think too much about who is the person that's going to pay me the most and who can I work for that will pay me the most. Start really, even in the beginning, when you do start working for a company and you're getting that paycheck, always start thinking creatively about different ways to actually add streams of income that's not reliant upon that individual or that one place or company. Because the pandemic is the perfect example of nothing is secure. You know, like there are people who thought that they had their jobs locked down and they got laid off. And so, I mean, I think for anyone starting off early, the earlier you kind of understand the aspect of when you get a job offered to you, you're still relying on that person company to keep paying you. And that's your only livelihood. Don't let that be your only livelihood and start thinking creatively about other ways to increase your income. Got it. I love it. I love it. Okay, well, since you shared so much about you uh, for the community, um, I want to shoot a question to you, which is, uh, what is a $100 million problem that you have right now in your life that if a community member was able to solve, it'd be worth $100 million? 
a hundred million dollars? You're talking to a very logical person. And so it's so hard to think of a problem that's worth a hundred million dollars. Huh? You Can you give me some examples of what some people have um, said in the past in your interviews? Of course, of course. So I have a wide spectrum of it. Um, I have the the more ideological side where the, the $100 million problem was uh, if somebody could figure out a way to connect the East and the West culturally, um, mm. that would be a $100 million problem. Actually, Damn, they, props to that person for me for thinking of that on the spot. Yeah, and then uh, you have a more technical, more logical, which is a $100 million problem would be like if somebody could invent technology that could uh, identify and uh, suss out fake news, um, that would be $100 million. So it doesn't have to be like a personal problem, it can be like just a problem in general. Sure, but I mean, I mean, some people have really do have a hundred million dollar problem, like you said, right? If you have a huge company and like if something in that company could be fixed, that would be their hundred million dollar problem. Very true, man. I always one of my pet peeves are when people participate in these kind of interviews and you ask a question and they can't answer it, and I'm like living in the fear of crap. I'm done. Oh wait, let me think. <laughs> And Bob, your questions are too good that you're making me think so philosophically. No, $100 million problem. I guess, ah, uh, this sounds so lame, but um, it would be very great if I could kind of turn off my brain sometimes when I don't have to be, like, I guess in general, because I can be very anxious about something going on or like, thinking about worst case scenarios about a certain issue I'm having, whether it's with clients, work or anything, and then I'm creating a huge monster in my head when nothing's happened yet, or just thinking about it at two in the morning and I can't turn my brain off, but I can't do anything at that point in time. I wish I could just switch it off, you know? And so, hey, if anyone can think of a switch or a program that can shut my brain off when I wanted to, then that would be awesome. There we go, guys. You guys can figure out a way to help Mina out where she could just shut off her brain for a little bit uh, and then turn it on when she wants because she'd be creating little monsters out of nowhere. Uh, yes, hundred million dollars coming at you. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, before I forget, 88 Real Estate Media is looking for members to join the oversight committee to build the best mindfulness school in Southern California. Shoot us a message if you want to learn more. And also, if you do do business in the real estate industry, please do consider hiring us. Rita, do you have any plugs, any last words that you want to say to the audience? Uh, no, not at all. I think in general, though, um, I just hope everyone's doing okay. I think we've been in quarantine for quite some time now, so hopefully everyone's thought of some activities to do. But if you want to reach out to me or connect with me, too, um, at Mina Mortgage is my Instagram handle. And I post typically um, a lot of tips for anyone looking to buy a home in the future personal finance in general. So yeah, reach out to me and direct message me. Got it. Thanks a lot, Mina. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bob.